podcast nobody dances here i'm your host quentin xavier roper servant and joining me on a very special episode of nobody dances here the podcast that you've loved for about eight years on and off we have the brilliant and talented elon Hey, I didn't know we were on NPR right now. Well, you're not. And we also have the uh, Hood Rat Torque Team Championship winner, Carmen. Quentin Wilbur Savant. Oh, I'm not a Hood Rat, motherfucker. Like, why do you like starting with me? Every time I never get a sweet greeting, it's always some bullshit. Now people gonna think I'm ratchet as fuck all the time, and I'm actually a classy lady. You know what's really funny is that when he did the intro, I thought he was gonna say your name, and then he do, and then he said me, and I was like, oh, that's that's a really nice intro. <laughs> and he's blushing. I am blushing. And you're blushing. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, well, thank you, Elon. I take that as a compliment because you see the beauty in me. I don't know if that was a, anyway. Uh, this I is nobody does here. Um, I'm. I'm at a loss of words, Carmen. Find it. It's like... Catch it. Find it. I came in. I gave you the intro. You cussed me out. You called me a hood rat oh and a twerk team champion. I took one twerk Oprah class. said, when someone calls you something, believe them. No. <laughs> it's not what they call you. It's what you answer to. He, call, he called you That was champion. Oprah Winfrey. He called you... I think it ended with the word champion. But it started with what? Twerk team champion. It anyway. started with what? Today's show, we're Your parents failed you. we're trying something new. We're dedicating an entire episode on good TV shows that you should be watching. This might be a regular occurrence because I'm always getting questions about what I should be watching. What have I missed out? Everyone has FOMO. Um, if you're like me, you don't trust the the promos and the advertisements that you see for every show. Mm-hmm. You don't want to devote that time to give a show a chance. Like oh. it took me forever to get into Breaking Bad. Oh, preach! Yeah. So, uh, with these episodes, um, these are going to serve as a guide um, to help you with your binging. And we have the holidays coming up, and I know some of you are going to want to be distracted away from your families and your traveling, so you're going to be wanting shows to watch. So uh, we're going to give you a list of the best freshman year shows of 2018, okay? So before we get started, Carmen, I want you to tell me, in your honest opinion, what makes a good show? 
Um, what makes a good show for me it are sometimes things that are relatable. I love comedy. Um, I like a little romance too, but something that has definitely a good storyline, good writing. I love great writing. Um, I don't always like predicting things, but sometimes I do like predicting things. But I don't want it to be so obvious. Um, but just something that just keeps it interesting, keeps it current. Um, yeah. And just, it has those exciting parts about it that just makes me go, yeah, I'm gonna keep watching that shit. Like, there's a few shows that I can keep, that come to mind, but yeah. Nice, For intelligent me. answer. Um, Elon? <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think pacing is the most important thing mm -hmm. about a TV show. Uh -huh. I think... If I'm watching something, I want to know that it has my entire attention. Mm -hmm. And I think pacing is great for that. Mm -hmm. Whether it can't be too much action or it can't be too much talking or anything. I think if you get yeah. the perfect mix, which I think some of my shows might have right here. And I think that's like the one thing that all my shows have. That uh, Elon the, came with a list. With, I came with a, a whole list. list. I came with a list. I'm trying to fight. Um, for me, it's all about characters. Are the characters believable? Can I see myself? Can I see my friends in the characters? Um, I'm very much driven by uh, psychological content. So even in like, it doesn't matter if it's a drama or a comedy. Like for me, it's. Is this a realistic situation and how is the character reacting to the things that are taking place? Is and it it, do I believe it in the world that they've set up? Is it believable? Yeah. I, um, that is a good indicator because, you know, you don't want to get like, if you're looking at something and you're like, oh, I don't know, that's mm -hmm. not how I want to watch a show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to get lost. And in we'll it. bring this up later because there's one show that me and, Elon both like that uh, we're going to convince Carmen to watch because of a show that she likes to watch that is no longer on the air. But um, for me, it could literally have a very similar storyline to another show. There's so many shows that just like are in the same genre, but it's how they handle the execution of what's happening in the story okay. that keeps me hooked um and then i like to be transparent uh we're not just like average people talking about shows me and elon both work in the tv industry and carmen is an actress so she's going to be speaking as someone who auditions for stuff someone who plays multiple characters and she, you know, I think she should go to a doctor because she has multiple personalities. So there's that as well. And then everyone should go. Did you just turn British? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So I we, have a question. I have a question about someone ask a question. Boy, you don't even go to church. So I like, don't because they don't like the gays. Why do you bring shit up? There are churches that. Okay, I'm not gonna go there. So you do you me, all you look give at, me that? Uh, no. We're gonna segue. You take me to a gay-friendly church. Okay, it's in Queens. I got you. Okay, they ain't none but an Uber so ride. So far from here. Yeah, Queens? he's in the Bronx. Oh. But I mean, shoot, if you want it, I mean, the pastor is, is a tra is transsexual. So. What does transsexual mean? The pastor is transitioning from female oh, to male. The the pastor's transgendered. transgendered. Learn your words. Don't offend okay. my community. Was that really offensive? Yeah, it was. Like, was I'm it triggered. I'm triggered. Stop. 
anyway, back well, to the show. You be triggered then. But no, um, my Just call me the is- N-word? <laughs> Just <joking. Okay. laughs> Do you all watch TV to escape your reality? Because you know, it's, you know, a lot of primetime TVs and everything is once you come in from the house, from work, blah, blah, blah. Is it a good to escape from reality? Do you want something that's similar to life or just kind of foreign for what your lifestyle is, but still realistic? Like, for, uh, for me, I used to think that. I used to think it was an escape from my reality. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. Let me, I'm sorry. For me, it was the opposite. It wasn't, I didn't believe it was an escape because I work in television. So for me, it was like all work related. Like I'm gonna watch this show cause it's gonna inspire what I'm gonna do at the TV network that I'm at. Oh, okay. Now that I've chilled the fuck out and have slowed down significantly, I find myself winding down at night and instead of reading a book, I watch a TV show. Mm-hmm. If there's a show that uh, my friends keep talking about and I'm just like, I don't yeah. know, I don't know, and then I get hooked after that first or second episode, then it is an escape. It's like my meditation. Like like one show, for example, and we'll talk about this in a future episode, is Younger. The show's been out for like five years. I haven't wanted to watch this show. The show looks stupid. I was like, no, no. Mm-hmm. My coworkers, everybody, younger this, younger that, younger this, younger that. And so finally, I watched the first episode of Younger and literally finished all five seasons. I would wake up in the morning, drink my coffee and watch it, go to work. If I had downtown at work during my lunch break, I would watch another two episodes. When I came home from work, after dinner, I would chillax and watch younger. Like that was my me time. Mm, yeah. So I do think that there's easy TV watching. That's a good word for it. Easy yeah. TV. I mean, it's not going to be something like, like heavy drama, like House of Cards, where it's like, oh my god, this is really intense. We have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. But like for me, it is an escape. It de- detaches me from my job, which is like scripted dramas and really intense shit and big million dollar budgets and shit like that. But Elon, I'm curious to know what your take is. That's like what I would say about TV. It's weird because like, like I watch a show and like some of the shows that I listed or I've, I've, I watch, like I like to take something that I really like from the character. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, do you use that in my real life kind of thing? Like how this character handles his business. Do you know what I mean? Or like Mm. how this person handles their family and stuff like that. Like what's a show that did that for you? Um, I think Succession, watching Succession and watching how that family ran its business really like I was like oh okay like this is this is how you got to go to the next level I'll get into that yeah. later um, but is there like just generally a show that past or current mm-hmm. that you really felt connected to it that you were able to like go to and like just watch and feel like it was hugging you mm. Ooh. okay so my favorite show of all time uh-huh. is Rick and Morty and mm. so that, that show, makes sense because yeah. one, I, I mean, not to stereotype you, but yeah. if I looked at you, I always think you're a comic book guy. Yeah. 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 Um, also like knowing you, I know your sense of humor mm-hmm. and that show is mildly disturbing mm-hmm. and you're into that type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. The way that that show goes about everything, the best way of describing that show is fucking bizarre, but everything makes sense. 
And I avoided watching Rick and Morty for years. And I remember you, when we were working at the same network, you would talk about it. And I'd just be like, Ugh, whatever. And like other people would bring it up. And I accidentally, and this is how I end up watching a lot of the shows that I get hooked on. It just popped up. Like, I think it was on Hulu or Netflix. It just played no, automatically. Yeah. just played automatically. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, it was like the most bizarre journey like, kind of, it reminded me of uh, Bob's Burgers okay. oh, a little bit. I think I needed to watch and get into Bob's Burgers before I could get into Rick and Morty. If I, if someone wanted to watch Rick and Morty right now, yeah. and you're hesitant, I'd say start with episode two. That's what you told me. Yeah. Because I watched episode one. I was like, you know what the fuck is this? No, episode, no watch two. Episode, because <laughs> episode, like, I, like, I first episode like i knew i was into it episode two actually does what the whole series does as a whole where they'll where the episode starts with one storyline but it's layered with another and there's a lot of lessons and like intelligent stuff but Mm. it's so it has like a level of grossness it kind of reminds me of like ren and stimpy yeah a little bit and it's an adult cartoon so so the second episode is a little bit of inception Yes. Meets off um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Yep. And it's just a really fun way of looking at it. They like they like to mix two things and make it into one. Like you know what I mean? Make it into a story, and it's like heartfelt messages and everything. Aww. And like the reason why I like it, I kind of like the dynamic between Rick and Morty, the grandfather mm. and kid and grandson kind of dynamic. Okay. You know, people don't know why they always hang out. Are they good for each other? No, but they can't get... They love each other. They love I mean, each other. I mean? that's and that's, that, and that's yeah, what yeah. I think I like about that show as and well. And that show feels like a hug. I don't know if, whether it's the bright colors yeah. or just something. I just feel safe watching that show, even though that show is <laughs> anything but safe. It's not yeah. safe, yeah. and it's very extreme. <laughs> but that's your world, it, yeah. it, you got to get into... The, and that's what, what I want to say about a good TV show is that you have to get into the world... And they have yes. they have to bring you into the world because you have to be convinced that this shit is real and you have to understand the the language yeah. of it yeah. and the the atmosphere. And the characters. So, are, yeah. Carmen, we're gonna flip the question on you. Is there a show that is your go-to to escape? Snuggle the up? Office. I binge watch The Office either once or twice a year. And the whole idea of the office, the characters, the dry humor, um, how they flow off of each other. It's I'm literally I'm in a totally different place. I remember this place I used to work. I hated being there. But my lunch, I had a whole hour. I would just watch the office every single day. And I'm in a totally different world. I, I feel good. It's still funny. It's, it's like a Martin. You know how Martin is like. No matter how many times you watch it, when you watch it, it's still funny as hell. What is it about The Office that you connect with? I don't get it. I don't... Really? I, I, I've really? watched it once and not even the whole way through. You, like, I think you I gotta stopped. start on season two. I know, I did. I mean, I mean, I got all the way up to when they split them up and they went to Florida and I was just like, wow, this is... I feel like. <laughs> did you watch the episode with the, the fake fire drill? Yeah. <laughs> and the, you still wasn't into it? I was. I mean, I watched the show and I just don't understand. Like, I think it was good the first time I watched it. I watched it again. I'm just like, I don't... You gotta there was, understand I the would want to watch another... I, I know, I understand the characters. I just don't... You didn't you I, relate to it. I, it's not that I can't relate to it. I just I was like, okay, cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's like I don't believe the hype that everyone has. And what about for Parks it. and Rec? 
I love Parks and Rec. I could I not like, stand that show. Wow. I couldn't get into it. I like Parks and Rec a lot. I just think the Parks and Rec characters were like a little more not necessarily um, believable. They were just more lovable. The no, re- that's not. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they. Yeah, I get they what were, you're they saying. Were, they were more like lovable. Like the thing is, is every character on The Office you can kind of hate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it's like hate, yeah. it's like you're in an office like setting. You have people that you kind of like yeah. and you really hate. Like, like mm-hmm. but what I've also noticed is like in different occupations, you have that Pam, you have that um, Jim, you have that Phyllis, you have certain characters. You have the weird one. You have the one who's really strict. You have the one who's just. Um, what's the word I could use for 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 Michael? Um, just dumb, but, but lovable. Like, he, he's but it's like he's so inappropriate. But yeah. he's a manager, right? But he, I think what every the, the, everyone can relate to have an inappropriate manager. Oh my gosh, especially me. But I think one of the things that I just love, love, love is Pam and Jim's relationship. Just how it happened, how they hooked up the attraction to each other and it's like it, it feels like it's a daily thing and if it's so believable and the way the way the acting is done it's so natural like it you damn near feel like it is a reality show just how they react to each other um the relationship the build you you i for me i literally fell in love and i wanted to see it work i wanted to see but you see the ups and downs like you see how relationships could be. You have the, the um, who was it? Not Phyllis. What's the one with the red hair? Um, Meredith. Meredith. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> the one who's just I've only watched the show drunk. once. So what? So what? <laughs> She's had a few the drinks, Elon. Don't come for my friend. I have, I've had one. She needs her super juicy dudes podcast. I've had one. I don't have a budget to pay a, y'all. It's like I day. give y'all snacks from um, <laughs> Brandless because everything is $3 and that's in my budget. <laughs> That shit fire, Quentin, first of all. This brandless shit is fire. Is that Chicago word? But yeah. Anyway, but I mean, you just have these different characters that are just so opposite of each other, but you put them all in this one space to work every day for 12 years plus. So it seems like the thing that we have in common in terms of shows that we like to watch to get away from the day-to-day are shows that are grounded and strong characters and relationships the writing yeah and the writing for me like the writing was good um and then before we get into today's topic i do want to say uh i do i said younger um as the my my escape show but before younger without a doubt it would have been um sex in the city younger actually replaced sex in the city for me um sex in the city is part of the reason why i had the courage to move to new york um i kind of saw myself in Carrie Bradshaw, not in terms of hmm. her sexual paralysis, but like overall, she's yeah. messy and she's trying to make things happen mm. and she's constantly observing the world and trying to figure it out. And so um, I will say like, I'm a person that can't watch reruns, but Sex in the City for me is that show that I could just, if it's on, I'm watching it. I, can, I have every episode on iTunes. Wow. I will watch any episode or any season, like, and it's the only show I have a relationship with like that. Yeah. So, Did you ever do the tour here in New York? I don't like it that much. Oh, okay. But I did go to the house, the, the brownstone Ooh. that uh, was Carrie's apartment. 
And I did, I think I said this on the podcast, I ran into Sarah Jessica Parker, she waved at me, and then I ran to my, literally ran to my therapist crying, and we spent in 45 <laughs> minutes talking about me um, worshipping Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh um, you know, did you have something to say before I segue? Uh, no, I'm actually just really excited about this. I feel like everyone thinks I'm really into conspiracy theories, but I think like my first passion and true love is TV. So okay. I'm just really excited to go in on this. Can I, okay, go wait. in on what? The go topic of TV yeah, or yeah, something just you just ta- pulled just up? Just talking about the topic of TV. I'm, All right. So I'm coming, I'm coming with facts, so just in case I say something, boy, I have to back up. Oh, I ain't that serious. Anyway, um, so... We're talking about, we're specifically going to talk about shows that have premiered in the year 2018. And the reason why I say it like that is because, you know, this podcast is going to be up. And I don't know at what point in your life you're listening to it. It could be recent. It could be two years from now. I don't give a fuck. You're listening to it now. And I appreciate it. But um, <laughs> these are shows there where their first season pilot aired in 2018 and we have a list of shows that we've ranked and then we're going to discuss them in hopes that you will trust us as tastemakers and check them out so alan this was actually uh mostly your idea yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna let you take most of the lead on this can okay. i say something really quick so for me i don't watch tv as often so i am looking for like a really good go-to show but you, I saw your list. You have some winners on that I list. I do. I do. And also, to be fair, we didn't want to spend an entire hour rambling like right. we did in yeah. the first 15 minutes of the podcast. I wanted us to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. So as we do these uh, TV-specific uh, podcasts, each episode is going to be very specific as to shows and our likes and dislikes, and we'll go into greater detail. Absolutely. But I think this is going to be like a good first episode of that and then hopefully maybe it will be a spinoff yeah i think and i'll sort of start with freshman show it's just a good way like you don't have to there's no there's no like history behind it you can just start with episode one season one yeah and also you don't want the shows we're giving you you don't want to wait two three years to (laughs) go and watch it and then get caught up Cause that's what I did with Game of Thrones. That's me. Oh my god, that's I had so to me. watch. What was it? <laughs> six seasons to get caught up to where yeah. my husband was when we started dating. That was when we were Grey's Anatomy, and then, Power. The, you, some shows you can't binge. Yeah. We should You're do. Right. We're gonna do an episode of shows that you really can't fucking binge, <laughs> like Handmaid's Tale. Try to binge it if you want. <laughs> Try to binge it if you want. There's you a show I'm watching. There's a show I'm watching now, Money Heist on uh-huh. Netflix. Oh. It is so fucking tense. That I legitimately like. I watched the first season like 13 episodes in like four days. Ah, uh, you binged it. And then the second season, I just couldn't take the heart. Like I can't take wow. the heartache, so I just stopped. And then I got into like another show, but it was like too much for me. To Sometimes like, I you know just some gotta pace yourself. Yeah. But then there's other shows that you could just like watch. Like oh. Younger, you could just watch it's it. Like a book, you just can't put it down. All right, Elon, I'm gonna let all you right. take the reins. Oh, you Elon, you have got it, got you it. are giving us the first show worthy of discussion <laughs> for the freshman 2018. Okay. I'm going to start with number five for me as the best. Wait, you ranked your shit? Yeah. <laughs> right? You don't want to start Yo. from the lowest to the highest to get people to wait till the end of the podcast to listen to the best episode? That's cute. I can ride with you on that. 
I don't have mine ranked. Oh, okay. I thought you that. Elon, <laughs> this say? is your no. Yeah. Elon, this is your episode. Got it. You're producing it. This Go is for Elon. it. Great. He did produce this. Show. So while I talk about my number five, <laughs> yeah. you go through yours and you figure out your ranking. Hey, right, talk about your um, number five. So my number five is Jack Ryan from Amazon. Yo, tell me about that. I want to see it. I couldn't get into it. I watched three episodes oh, and I was like, Jim ah. from the Office. So l- let me say something about it. It's still Jim from the Office. Get Which the is what I I didn't really? like. Really? So I watched the first episode and I was like, I gave the show a try. I think I was like coming, like going to my parents' house in Long Island. And I was like, oh, I got some time to kill yeah. on the train. Let me watch. Let me give Jack Ryan a chance because it's all over Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I could not stop watching the show. Like the thing is is that I went in with the lowest expectations of the show, and the show is actually really good. There were a lot of twists and turns, Mm -hmm. and the best part about the show was actually Jim. Really? Yeah. I heard it was good, though. He sold it. So I had no background of Jack Ryan. Did he write it, though, or something? No, no, no. no. Uh, So he just just started it. Okay. But uh, there was like these two... uh, I mean, it's a Tom Clancy book, but... uh, I think someone famous behind it was the creators are Carlton Cuse, and Carlton Cuse created Lost. Okay. That was the big thing. Um, but yeah, Jack Ryan was a really good show. From the jump, they start off just like it's, they start off with, it felt like Jim from The Office, but he wasn't in The Office. He was in D.C. living his best life as a guy who's looking through um, bank statements and everything. And you're like, wow, good for you, Jim, you know, moving up in the thing. <laughs> and then Is he they... still married to Pam? <laughs> <laughs> and then they just take a left turn real quick. And then I was like, whoa, I need to continue watching. And then the action was really good. Uh, the cool thing about this show is that it kind of felt like it could have been a each individual episode could have been its own movie kind of thing. Really? Yeah. Especially like, you know, like. I'm going to just talk about the pilot episode uh-huh. where it was, you know, him showing his life, him showing his DC life and everything. And you kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, it's just Jim. It's Tom Clancy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Tom Clancy's like most famous character. Um, and wasn't there, didn't Tom Cruise play? So they had a bunch of people. So it originally started as Alec Baldwin. Right. And then it was Harrison Ford for two movies. Uh-huh. And then it was Ben Affleck for one. Ben Affleck uh-huh. for one. And then it was... I'm not sure about Tom Cruise. Maybe Tom Cruise, but I know. I think it was Tom Cruise. Chris Pine. And it was Chris Pine. And Chris Pine. So there was a bunch of Jack Ryans. Um, And then I did a little research about Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan is basically just like a regular guy doing extraordinary things. And I got that vibe watching it. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like he wasn't like an outstanding kind of like you wouldn't look at him and you're like, wow, this guy can kick someone's ass. Like he just gets by on his smarts and everything. Mm -hmm. And I just really liked it about the show. And um, the thing is, is like every episode, there was like at least one memorable thing about it. that I was like, wow, that was pretty fantastic. Uh, The pilot episode uh, has them going to I for I'm. 
blanking on what the country's name is, but it was such an intense firefight that you're like, wow, this is fucking beautiful, and you cannot believe that this is a TV show. And then well, I, f- I got that. Listen, Amazon Prime is. They spent a lot of money on got that line. money. So it's well, worth, it's worth all, the investment. I think it's worth the investment if you wanna if you want a good espionage kind of thing, uh-huh. and it's like it's really good. You and the weird thing is, is what I really like about TV more than movies is, is that you have more than just two hours do you know what i mean to paint yeah, the story you that you get into kind the of, character and you, and you don't get, you see the villain like, as like more than just the villain you know exactly. what i mean you can see you the villain know the villains, yeah. and you get to see their family and i think jack ryan did a great job because the villain in jack ryan um don't reveal it because i'm still the, trying to oh, make it past the third episode got it but he's a family man and he has his reasoning do you know what i mean like there's a reason, reason for everyone i yeah, mean his reasoning is wrong do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't agree with his reasoning, but he has his reasoning and he's just a great, like, I was mm. like, wow. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I really like about that. I like that. That's why so Jack like, Ryan is my five, my number five freshman show. Okay. Um, I can't. You can't I rank them? Wa- no, I just ranked mine. Um, I. Where, what, what made you stop on that show? It, I couldn't get it. Out. It was Jim from The Office. I oh, think. Really? Yep. He's I mean, too cute. You know, when I was going through my "Am I really gay?" phase, mm-hmm. I had the hots for Jim. Okay. Yeah. He was cute. cute. I mean, he's like better looking than Jim, right? Like than Jim from The Office. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Like back but and the entire time, I was like, "Why the fuck is he into Pam?" Anyway, <laughs> that's neither here or there. I'm gonna check it out because you have been. A lot of people have been talking about Jack Ryan. Yeah, a lot of people. But have. I was just like, I, I, I. Uh, anyway, it, it gets better, and then his relationship with his higher up is so good. Uh, it's the guy from The Wire. Yeah, 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 I know who that is. Um, let me just say it for the viewers. But so didn't he get in trouble for like hitting Wendell a Trump supporter Pierce. or some shit like that? Who? Uh, Wendell Jim Pierce Krasinski? or Jim Krasinski? No, the get the black guy from Power. From the Wire. From the Wire. From, from the Wire. Uh, that I don't know. What's the actor's name? That, uh, Wendell Pierce. He did something. Hold on. Wait, I'll Google that while you talk yeah, about your show. Okay. So my number five is a show that... Wait, did you say why you stopped it? Oh, because of Jim. Okay, sorry. I, I couldn't get over it. But okay. like, I'm one of those people that like has to give a show multiple tries before I finally get into it. And then yeah. I'm always like super late. The shows I'm listing, actually only one of them I got into super late. Um, so my number five is... Uh, it was a limited series. And if you didn't watch it, you should watch it. Um, it's from the FX show uh, American Crime Story. Okay. And uh, I really love the O.J. Simpson trial that they did last year. So I was automatically game for yeah. this story, which was the assassination of Johnny Versace. Oh. I think FX kills it in a lot of their things. And yeah. the fact that they make these shows that make them these events that you need to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know there's a conclusion is why I like these FX and shows. And what I like about how FX does it is because how, what I like about how they market this is that we are in a period where we don't do a lot of appointment viewing. Like we're not going to say I need to get home really quickly so I can make it at eight or nine o'clock to watch this, or I'm turning my phone on so I can watch it. Remember when you mm-hmm. would have to, cause you know, now you can watch it off of iTunes right. or you have DVR on demand and it, stuff yeah. like that. But there's some shows that you just look forward to. Like, oh, it's live. Tuesday, yeah. I, you know, 
And for me, this show was it. Um, a lot of people uh, were irritated because it didn't focus a lot on Versace. Instead, it focused on the villain, who the guy who killed uh, Versace, Cunanan. You don't want to sympathize. Is it the, the, were you sympathizing for the person at the end? The villain? Yeah. Oh, I could relate to him on some level. It's dangerous. No, like to be gay and to not fit in with the gay community and to want to love someone and them not love you back. Like mm-hmm. those are all basic human. Like it doesn't. It doesn't take a. I mean, you have to be a sociopath not to feel for the villain. You're not gonna go murder someone though. But I anyway, I don't have time for that. I'm trying to get money. Got it. Like, <laughs> you know, I got student loans to pay off. Um, but I loved the actor that played uh, Andrew Cannon. Is that his name? Uh, I hope that's his name. The guy from Glee. Yeah. You know he won because he submit. He won a contest to be on Glee, and now he's won an Emmy for this role that he played. Shit. So I mean, work. What a cue. This is a Why note to actors. Cause I have so many actor friends that are like, I would never do this. I would never do this. It's like, you never know what door is going to take you. I got a problem with actors who act like that. Like, I just, come on. You know, when I. Stop I'm limiting yourself. I like, do you career have no coaching idea. on the side. And I'm like, well, have you tried this? It's like, no, I'm a real You're actor. a career coach just, too? Yeah. Okay, I need Quint- you to talk to my friend. I'm a, you know, Quintensity. I'm about Quintensity, to blow up. Right. Don't go to the website though. It's. It's up, but it's not up. But um, that's a miniseries that I thoroughly loved. And just like what they did with the O.J. Simpson, um, the people versus O.J. Simpson, they took the villain and they gave you backstory and humanized him. Wow. And the... So you have a choice. As a viewer, you have a choice of who do you love or who do you fall for type of thing. No, you don't have a choice. They force. They, they force, force you. The one storyline, and they didn't. <laughs> and they didn't focus on Versace. Versace wasn't the star of it. Now, what? Oh, also the casting with these FX uh, shows, amazing. The fact that they had Ricky Martin as Versace's boyfriend, oh and then explaining how because they uh, Ricky's character wasn't legally married to Johnny. Like how he was kind of left in the dark after he died. Cause it's like, you don't, you know. And then of course, Penelope Cruz as Donatella. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. And then also kind of hinting at the AIDS epidemic Mm -hmm. and you know, I don't know if they confirmed. Cause I was gonna say, is that how? Cause they kind of hinted that Kunanin killed him and got infected by him or some shit like that. Mm. I don't know. There was a lot of... It happened in, like, the late 90s. Like, 90s. Yeah. This, that's yeah. I mean, it was still happening, but, right. like, I feel like people were not... Like, I feel like... Like, I, I felt like people were more aware towards the later end of the 90s of, like, care and everything. Aware, but not necessarily as aware as we are now. I mean, they didn't have prep back then. It's like they got pills and everything. They have stuff that just keeps it. But they were, what I loved about the show is that they kept hinting at stuff without saying Saying this is what happened. So what I just told you is stuff where you would have to put two and two together and make your own decision. So do we know how he died? They they did a lot of fantasy montages that would hint at it. 
and it was, was just beautifully love, shot like how they met and also tracking how uh kunanin went from one rich guy to the next rich guy to like these group of uh gay dudes that were his age and he like kept this lie up about like this character that he created so it was like he was a villain but he was also just like a lonely guy that was trying to make it out of his situation gotcha. wow and he had a really weird childhood mm. so that was my number five. Oh, that's interesting. Carmen, you know you ain't got five. I don't I do not have five. So this is the thing. Again, I don't watch TV like that. So I watched two there are two shows that I have seen um <laughs> since twenty eighteen hit. You, that came out of twenty eighteen. <laughs> do you wanna wait till we get to two? <laughs> <laughs> no. Carmen okay. needs to give got us it. your give us your uh okay. second favorite one my number not, two not your number one give us your number two <laughs> fuck you elon <laughs> um the shy i thought like okay so i thought the shy came out last year at the end of the year but it came out in january so i could use it the shy is this sh- the shy is um i like it and you know the thing is, I, for me, it took for me for some coworkers to continuously talk about, man, you're not watching the shot. Like it's Chicago, ain't it? Isn't that where you're from? So I was like, okay, let me go ahead and watch it. And as I'm watching, I see like all my friends on there, which is so fucking amazing. Genesis, shout out to you. But um, name drop, right? But whatever, she's a child. Anyway, the shot is. I mean, of course, I I enjoy because it's cool seeing um, Chicago. But then it's just like, yeah, it's just the South Side though, and it's Inglewood. It's what everybody talks about Inglewood. But the but um, how they draw the storyline, it makes it so real. It makes it so relatable. And being from Chicago here in New York, all you hear about is, oh, you from Chicago? You from Chirac? And they got all these, because people want to throw out all these random statistics about the killings in Chicago, et cetera, et cetera. But the shot, it like, it, 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 it lays things out for you to a certain degree. It just gives you a perspective as to why is, why are the killings really high? Why are kids, um, what are kids being exposed to? What is really happening? So you see that, you see the relationships, you see, even though, even though you're in Chicago and it's considered the murder capital, you see the hope, you see the faith, <laughs> you see, you see that I can still do this. I can still have a food truck. I've been dreaming about this food truck. You see the support, you see how families come together you see the block parties you see the food you see the culture and everything so there's something the dancing the dancing they everything the right. stepping it's not like you know what i because i it's so accurate i love that because you know what was accurate save the last dance first of all carrie washington had this new york accent living in chicago and it pissed me the fuck off but anyway so i loved how that shit they did I loved how authentic it was. I loved the kids on that show. Oh my god! I got—I actually had the privilege of watching every episode before it aired. In the entire time, wow. I was just like, "This is so good! This is so good! Yeah. This is so good!" Is it a world or is it a character-based show? It's a world with amazing characters. So, so it's, it's like a huge ensemble kind of thing. I—I've never watched it, so I don't. You know. You would like it, okay? Yeah, you you know, will like, like it. Okay. This is the Elon show. The thing is, my friend, she's 100% Puerto Rican, <laughs> who's not even connected to that kind of world to a certain degree. But it's just like she loved it. And it's like 
she it, it got to a point I wasn't because I didn't I'm the type of person like I will order stars to see power and then once power is over I will cancel stars and order a whole nother network like this is power right so once stars was over like I canceled stars but I have anything to watch but she kept saying Carmen get Showtime get Showtime like you have to watch the show it was so much that we were watching it at work like she kept pulling up the um she kept pulling up an episode she's like we're gonna watch it together so she literally forced me to watch it so I finally watched it but it's like for me I'm just like yo this is real to a certain degree like but what I, I like happening. it what I like most about it is that every episode the stakes kept getting higher and it was like oh shit oh shit yeah. oh shit oh shit like damn yeah and it, and it is gives you it gives you that was a cliffhanger it's like it leaves you right there like Oh shit! What's gonna happen? Why? And it's like each every single character they they each have their own story, and you're 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 curious about it. You're curious about this guy who um, he wants to he has this um, food truck that he wants to start and everything. Then he has this brother who was killed, and he's trying to investigate and find out who killed his brother. Like that's the open. Well, I can't say anything. Who killed his brother? And then he's connected to. Um, a mother who you know drinks a lot and you know and it's just then it goes into the the woman that he's dating that his his fiance and she's this career woman and everything and then it's like his little brother and his friend this other Multi, little brother and his friends. It, there's so it's many so layers many to these characters oh my god and they're so every character is likable it, like even even the villains even the ones who are doing bad you feel for them. but even the villains you're like i understand why you're doing I get that it. I There's totally only probably one guy that I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for you to die. The gangbanger. Oh, yeah. Because he looks like Satan. But everybody else, it's, it's fine. But it's like, it, it, at the end of the day, everybody is trying to survive and they're trying to live. You know, they're, they're trying to live. They're trying to survive Shrek. The main, so the, the main villains are the police. But <laughs> that's funny. They really are the main villains. But it's like everybody has a job. Everybody's trying to get paid. But everybody is just trying to live and survive. And. You know, sometimes you just gotta sacrifice and do some things that you don't feel like are naturally. There's a good right cop on shy, shy. Yeah, the there's shy. one. There is one good cop, and he fights. Like, but he also, ride or die, but uh, people them, kept calling it the chi because some people feel like Chicago is Chicago. Like, there's this girl from the Bronx. She's like, yeah, you from Chicago? Illinois, and I'm like, wait. First of all, it's Chicago. That is a vowel. And then you beat her ass because this is what you Chicago women do. You're Not number four, ass. Elon. So I'm bringing it back to FX. So <laughs> FX had a series called Trust, and mm. that show is that the one with Hillary Swain. Yes, which she was really good in it. Was she? I yeah. watched one episode. The pilot episode was. I couldn't get whack. into it. The pilot episode was not the best episode. Um, the second episode, I'm gonna get right into it. Is Brendan Fraser breaking the fourth wall, talking right into the camera, and I'm like, whoa. See, it's the second episode you got to get to. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, the funny thing about trust was I was actually going to stop watching but I forgot to take it off my DVR and the oh. second episode came on and the whole thing the whole the old, Brendan Fre Fraser is one of my favorite actors or like whatever he does I'll check out just because I like him <laughs> you may not want to watch him in the, the affair <laughs> no. because his character in the affair is so fucking disturbing god but he plays him well yeah oh, well. you know what I mean Brendan Fraser is good Brendan Fraser comes in as this new uh, as Wait, this, he, this isn't hot 
George of the Jungle, Brendan Fraser. No. This is uh, <laughs> I've aged and let myself go, Brendan Fraser. So Brendan Fraser is a big talking Texan guy, uh-huh. and he kills it. But it's actually not only Brendan Fraser in the show that is amazing. Um, this show takes place. So basically, the premise of the show is it's about the Getty. It's about one of the Getty kids. It's about the Getty family. And, and what are they known for? Um, gas, gasoline. Not the photos. I maybe they became. They're just they're a conglomerate. <laughs> they're a conglomerate, but they but they're known for their ga- gas uh, for the uh, oil gas. at first. Gasolina. Um, so the whole premise is is that one of the Getty kids gets kidnapped. One of the Getty. One of uh, Donald Sutherland who plays uh, Getty. Uh, his kid gets uh, his grandson gets kidnapped. And it is about whether the grandpa is going to set the standard of paying the ransom to get his kid, uh, to get his grandson, or just letting the grandson die. And it's oh, and the whole thing is that. is that it actually breaks apart and shows you every single aspect and every person who's affected by this kidnapping. So it shows you the mother of the child. It shows you uh, the grandfather. It shows you the Italian town affected by this. It shows you the kidnappers. It shows you the mafia and everything. And so when I was watching the show, I came for I came for Brendan Fraser, but I stayed for their beautiful Italian set pieces. Like it just looked mm. so good, and I thought I was in the '70s when I was watching the show. Like it felt like uh, Italy in the '70s. What I would assume it felt like. Like the Godfather. Um, yeah, and then just like there were so many good people on the show. Like one of the one of the conciliaries, um, the second in command in the mafia family, and the mafia family was so good. And I just like you just like every person, and it shows it shows their motives into why I'm kidnapping this person. Do you know what I mean? It shows Hillary Swank trying to get her son back and everything. And I don't even think I made it to see Hillary Swank. Is she in the first episode? She's in the second episode. No, oh, okay. So she, this, the, uh, the kid gets kidnapped. <laughs> the kid gets kidnapped at the end of the first episode. There's, this isn't a spoiler alert because this is a real, this is a real life thing. And the way that FX does these shows are so stylized and beautiful. Like you know, it's an FX show. I don't work for FX, but I like game recognizes game. <laughs> for um, real. And FX really sets the standard. Honestly, like, American Crime Story. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, you're what they do. They FX do time sets the standard because every so creative well. meeting I go to, someone brings up something that FX did. I'm like, that's great. We ain't got FX it's, budget it's, though. It's but it's you know what's so funny? Just go talk about the industry for a second. Yeah. That it started off with. HBO, right? And gotta yeah. be like HBO. Yeah. We gotta be like HBO. HBO's good. Look at how they're doing their things. Look at how they're doing their promos. FX legitimately took it to another level because mm. each show is different, right? And then, but it all feels the same in the right. sense of their promotions and everything, and like the because freedom that they give the people, FX the freedom they give the kind of came out of nowhere, and it was like we don't have anything to lose. So let's hire these young experimental creative directors to make really dope shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the promotions are good. The shows are good. The shows have a standard of quality too. So all the shows look like they're FX shows. Mm. And like the freedom that they give the creators to these shows is like next level. Like Donald Glover has a choice of how long his episodes are, how many episodes he can do, and and who's in the episodes because he's not in every episode. Yeah. You're right, and for I mean, uh, what show are we talking about? Atlanta. Atlanta. But if 
Atlanta is one of the greatest shows ever made. Uh-huh. And it isn't to me. I don't watch Atlanta for Donald Glover. I watch it for Paperboy. Why do you say that? Why is it one of the best ever made? It's, that's going to be that, for another that, podcast. That's going to be for another podcast. But so there's curious. so many good. In. That show takes risks that you never see a show take. Sorry, I'm like talking like president with my pen and everything. No, let us um, I'm just super passionate. Atlanta is so good. The risks that this show takes, every episode is not the same episode. It's just a really good thought out show. But that I don't sets know the what bar yeah. for what FX is doing because they're like, we let this kid do whatever he wanted with this show and it's working. Yeah. So we're going to give these other shows the green light to do it. So that's part of the yeah. reason... The things that Trust did that did so that I just loved was that they had Brendan, they broke a bunch of genres. Do you know what I mean? Like they broke a bunch of rules, not genres. They Mm -hmm. broke a bunch of rules. Like I like when Brendan Fraser broke the fourth wall and talked to the camera, because again, this is, this happened in the Mm seventies and you know what happened and he's just reasoning with you and he knows what's happening. It takes you out of it, but it also brings you in, too, at the mm. same time. And I just think Brendan Fraser really killed it. Even though he wasn't in every episode, he just fucking slayed it. And he was amazing. But that's what you need. Yeah. All right. So my number four. Uh, I am only three episodes in. Okay. And it, it had to make this fucking list. Because I initially was just watching this show. Because, you know, there's some TV shows... That you just turn on to have play in the background. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, they, they redid Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Uh-huh. Uh, right. Let me. <laughs> let, I literally was reorganizing the podcast equipment and playing it in the background. And I literally was like, oh, Quentin, you got to stop. You have to sit down and watch this shit. And so I rewatched the three episodes that I had playing in the background. And I was like, holy bleep this is good this is cancel your plans good this is if you don't have time to sit down in front of the couch and watch it on that tv like i'm not watching this at work i'm not watching this on a computer screen i need to watch this on a tv i'm only three episodes in what they did with this show is the smartest most brilliant thing most create like i'm actually people have been telling me to watch the show and i need to what is it that's so good about it they okay so i think sabrina originally started as a comic yeah she was from whatever like the archie comics right, right, right. world okay and then it was a movie and then it was a tv show Which with melissa joan hart joan hart Okay. So if you remember the TV show, it was on ABC. It had, a, it had a live studio audience. Yeah. The, well, the talking cat. Talking cat, the two crazy aunts, yeah. Harvey, whatever. It was very cute, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, just funny, like this it's half. Like campy. Campy, was, like, oh, I'm half yeah. a witch. And it had that bewitch factor. A teenage lover. They took that. Sh- and here's what's funny, because I was actually talking about it in the office um, with my coworkers. They okay, so there's this show called Riverdale that's yeah, on CW. CW. Apparently, CW had ordered Sabrina mm-hmm. from the creators of Riverdale because Sabrina is actually 
they um it's part of the same universe it's the it same universe the, yeah, and they do they do like crossover okay. they overlap in the comics part in the show yes okay perfect they, she lives in greendale yeah but they talk about riverdale and then the mm. characters appear or whatever got it cw what? the cw universe of uh-huh. shows like big fan of like arrow flash and uh legends they all are connected. Like they, like they make these massive events. They're like, you got to watch these shows live when they're in season, uh-huh. and you have to watch it. However, they have it set up where it's Supergirl on Sunday, Flash on Monday, and you have to watch in that order because uh-huh. they do these massive events. So I'm assuming that's what they're doing with. No. Oh, this. Sorry. Sabrina's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I understand, but yeah. Supergirl is on NBC at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me explain. Yeah. 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 So CW ordered it. I think they got it and they were like, this is way too dark. Oh, I love it. Oh, wow. And so they were like, this is good. We're not going to stifle your creativity, but we're going to put, we're going to give this to Netflix. Or Netflix was like, I'm going to pay a shit ton of money for this. Give it to me. No, I really think CW was like, because the same thing happened with Kimmy Schmidt. Like NBC was like, we like this Tina Fey, but we don't know how to market this or where to put it. So we're going to give it to Netflix. Gotcha. So everyone still collects their bread mm-hmm. and then we can, we have no, because the thing about networks is that they have to be conscious of the sponsors and mm-hmm. they have to, they actually they have, have to sell commercials. The sh- yeah, they have to mm-hmm. sell the shows to the sponsors and to the investors and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Netflix and Hulu and the streaming services, their main concern is to get subscribers, Barbers. you know? So it's a completely different, you know, ballpark. But the show is dark. They're talking about worshiping Satan. They're talking about like actual witch shit, warlocks, uh, the two aunts. The, completely the opposite of what that sitcom was. They oh, wow. took it to a whole new universe. It is everything that you would have fear of in terms of a witch. It, it just has that. Um, let me say. It's scary though. But it's not scary. But. Um, the first thing I want to say is that I love that movie, um, The Craft. The Craft. Okay. Oh my God, I'm in your fucking head. Okay. I, I love <laughs> The Craft. The FX show, American Horror Story, yeah. Coven. Yeah. Okay. I fucking love that. That was one of my top favorite shows okay. of all time. We'll get to that podcast at a later date. But for me, Emotionally, <laughs> they came out with Charmed, mm-hmm. and I was like, "You can't reboot that show right. because I—I I mean, I'm not gonna say I like witchcraft shows because not every witchcraft show is done well. I like them all, but I watched but, them though for some reason. I mean, I love Charmed, but I'm—I'm I'm just not—I'm never gonna watch uh, this new version of Charmed. But I have been filling a void, feel like of like where's you know? You need some Wiccan shit, I, yeah. <laughs> <Little> and. <laughs> This show totally satisfied my appetite. Like, on every fucking level. The lead is that girl from Mad, Mad Men. Men. Yeah. So to watch her grow in Mad Men and then turn into this super feminist, I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm not worshiping Satan. Fuck that guy. Like I choose humans. Not even I choose yeah. humans. I choose me, motherfucker. I'm half. I can, The whole... I mean, I haven't seen the whole season, yeah. but... She is declaring herself. She's like, she, she has a choice to make. She has a choice. Mm-hmm. Essentially, her 
she's not biracial, but she's bi witch. Right? She's half yeah. her, her half mom. Human, her, she's Hermione Granger. Right. So she's half human, half witch, and so her witch aunts are raising her because both of her parents died and there's suspicion about how they died. They keep saying that it was a horrible accident, but she thinks that her dad and mom were killed because they were dead. They are not baby. allowed to be together yeah. and whatever. But she has like this baptism. They call it the dark baptism. It's so fucking dark. Oh God. And she's at the baptism like, fuck y'all, I'm not doing that. And it's like, you need to do this to be a witch. Like, you need to cleanse the human out of it. She's like, nope, I'm gonna be a human and a witch and I'm gonna keep my friends and fuck y'all. I'm, you know, it's just so good. I would rather my, if I had a teenage child, I would rather them watch this show as dark as it is instead of 13 Reasons Why. What the fuck? Can I I ask you a question? What? What was, so you watched it once, Right, and you weren't paying attention to it. What was that? Oh my god! What made you want yeah, to listen? Yeah. What to was it? the same thing with the Ozarks? Um, because I was watching Ozarks in the background, and then I was like, "Wait a minute!" The twenty I, minutes into Ozarks, twenty minutes into the first episode of Ozarks, I was fucking hooked. I wasn't hooked. I watched yeah. the entire season of Ozarks, and I was like, "Okay, that was cute." And then season two came out, and then I had a conversation with you, and then I was like, "Wait, let me rewatch this." And then I was like, "So glad I did it." But with Sabrina, it wasn't. I kept expecting it to be light. Yeah. That's what I thought. And that's what I thought I was supposed to be. I couldn't even get, I couldn't even do the shit that I was supposed to be doing while this was playing background. Cause I'm like connecting chords and disconnecting shit. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? And then like this, you know, the demon came out and then the, the cat don't fucking talk. The cat came out of nowhere. <laughs> That was uh, that was a big question I had. It was like, does Salem talk? But I don't know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I've only seen three episodes, so yeah. I can't say definitively. They're on BuzzFeed. They said that the cat definitely doesn't talk, but I don't know <laughs> if there's going to be like a. But like it, even the way it's shot, like it reminded me of Handmaid's Tale. Like it's beautifully uh-huh. shot. It's stylistic. The dialogue is like you want to list. Like you want to understand the words to connect with it. Mm-hmm. Like it. It put a spell on me i'm not trying to be corny but like literally like i think it was somewhere in the second episode leading into the third episode i was like quinn you should actually sit down and watch this because this is good so going back to how you were opening up of what attracts you to a tv show the psychological place of it the realism of it like does it seem real? Is it real for you? It's or? not. No, it's this isn't real. It's more real. fantasy than it's very fantasy. And I did Are watch. Are there elements a few, of realness in this? No. All right. It's no completely no. Okay. It's heightened fantasy. Gotcha. It it feels like I'm watching a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Like you have to. That's part of the reason why I had to stop what I was doing because you have to get into the world. So as I was talking about them worshiping Satan stuff like that, you like you were cringing. Mm-hmm. I was not cringing. You were cringing. Like, what? 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 Oh, my gosh. I oh got gosh. scared. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> when you watch it, you're not scared because they, they're explaining to you what this is and the choices she has to make and the world is being set up. Okay. And then the way they do, it's very similar to how they do with Riverdale. But my issue with Riverdale was that it looked kind of too fake. Um, I have an issue with Riverdale. It just looks not like the type of show I would want to watch. Yeah. Or like, like the thing, the clips that I see of the show, like one of the clips that's circling around the internet uh-huh. is Archie 
spoiler alert, oh, whatever yeah. season they're in, uh-huh. is like in jail in some juvie, and then the cheerleaders come to visit him, and they do this sexy number. Yeah, and then also I didn't like yeah. how like there was Josie and the Pussycats. I didn't. I. Um, they're they're yeah, in yeah. the they're, they're in that universe. Yeah. They're in that universe. No, they go to the fucking school. Like they yeah. put, they have a band stuff like that. So I was turned off by that because it was like too like, yeah. poppy. But this is the complete fucking opposite. Mm. So fuck thirteen reasons why. Let your kids watch Sabrina. That was my number four. Let your kids watch Sabrina. Uh, yeah, I would rather watch my mature high school student that's going to watch whatever the hell they want to watch because they have the Wi-Fi password and we aren't going to be monitoring them. I'd rather them watch Sabrina in this satanic universe than 13 Reasons Why. Well. Have you seen 13 Reasons Why? I have not. I only watched that last scene. I'm not, I'm not really into teenage shows. But I, you, you talked me into Sabrina. Actually, it's. I, you know I wrote what? it down. It's not a. I wrote it down. It's a sophisticated teenage show because yeah. I can see. I work with high school, high school students. I can see this being marketed to high school students and them watching it and being into it the same way that I was into the craft. High school kids these days. Yeah. Okay. These. It's not just about sex with the the high school no. students. Yeah. They're very smart. Very. They want more. They Yeah, they're bored easily. They know stuff. Yeah. They're dumb, but they know stuff. Hell yeah. And there it is not necessarily a bad thing either. Yeah, you just have to, you know, as a mentor or as an aunt or uncle or as a godparent, you just have to make sure that you're guiding them. You know, Absolutely. all kids need guidance or whatever. But it was very smart how they did it. And also it's Halloween, so it's it, there's no, I haven't seen any graphic violence on the show. The language, the only thing that is probably disturbing is the fucking satanic shit. But it's so Googleable, like the demon with the horns uh-huh. and the star. Yeah. Is that that type of stuff? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, the devil. Right. The devil. So, Carmen, what's your next show? <laughs> My last show. <laughs> Is real. So it recently came out. Um, so you like this show? Okay. So it was a flip. So it's not the show that I like the most, but it's the show that's on my list. No, you were supposed to pick a show that you liked for 2018. And before we started this podcast, you said you didn't like the real. I did say that, but I didn't realize what was happening as I started talking. So we're not going to waste time talking about the real. Well, can I could talk about the real because actually um, what made me watch see you know um episode two and three was just like other people talking about it i originally watched rail because of his stand-up kevin hart presents little rail he was the one that was on baggage claim and get out he's the best part of he was one his he's also he he was was on insecure his love interest yes he was he he was was the most recent wrote he was on the uh, Bruce Willis rose for Comedy Central was good too. Was he? Oh, he sure was. So, so what? So what's good about Rel? So Luke, like Rel is funny as hell. He's super duper funny to me. I watched his stand up a couple of times, and it is it's he's so funny. He's so relatable. He's so real. And well, I guess for me personally, I could relate to him a lot because he is from the West Side of Chicago, and he talks about 
it like situations and things that he's seen, things that we notice in the hood that we make discussions about. And it's just like, yo, this is really happening. And I know one of the things he talks about is riding the bus going like from downtown to out west and just how you pass certain schools and those certain schools get on the I'm bus. I'm so confused. Is, isn't Rel a sitcom? He, Rel is a sitcom, but it's based off of the life of Lil Rel. Just like Bernie Mac's show when he did his sitcom on the Kings of Comedy. Okay. It turned into a TV show. Okay. Steve Harvey, you know, etc. Cetera, so it's et cetera. that type so of show. Yeah. And you like so, it. Isn't so well wait, what? I was gonna ask, is it in front of like an audience or is it like Is it a sitcom? It is a sitcom. But with people laughing in the background? There's people laughing in the background, but I don't know if they're really there. does it look like does it question, does it look like Big Bang Theory or does it look like Parks and Rec? Big Bang Theory. Okay. Okay. So it's it's the show itself, it's, I feel like it's forced, it's forced funny. It's gonna. I'm not going to say what it's going to do. It's gonna <laughs> I don't want to say that. I believe because I remember it. Carmichael came out. Right. Carmichael came out. everybody loved that show. And that show still got canceled. Right. So. Real. And it came out with, uh, with uh, Craig Robinson had a show. Um, and he was like a music teacher and everything. I know Craig Robinson as well. And it's just like, you try to make it too. Well, that's because real other too, people's too hands much details. Yeah, white people. Yeah, I feel white like white people ruin black shows because this is on Fox. Like, real is on Fox, so I just feel like I feel like it's so much that you can say within thirty minutes or twenty-four minutes without the commercials and everything. It's so much that you can put in that, but it just seems like his jokes, like the 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 points, like I feel like he's trying to send a message. For you know, people, for viewers, and everything like that, he's trying. He wants to send a positive message, and also add the jokes that he talked about from his stand-up and everything. But the way it's done, the writing is not the best. So this isn't making a list. It's not making the list, but it is worth the watch for for some. There are some who really are into, who really like it, and I, for me, I not my listeners. I'm I'm I'm, put, I'm very particular about what makes me actually laugh. It takes a lot. So for me to rail makes laugh. the show rail. The show rail does not make me laugh. But so it's stop talking about it. But other people like them, so I'm going to say that. No, Carmen, it's about you. What You're you right. like? You got to give right. me your stamp of approval. My you, stamp, your stamp of approval. He doesn't approval. give my stamp of approval for this show. No, he does not. So I'm sorry. we just wasted four minutes. We didn't minutes. waste because I want other. I want people to have their watch it and have their own opinions and to support this black man. And maybe he could no go beyond no, what Dave Chappelle went the through. Rashid, no. He could go through go beyond what Dave Chappelle went through. Dave Chappelle is a legend. He'll never touch Dave Chappelle. I'm not saying he can touch him, but you see why he left. Anyway, Carmen, shut the (laughs) fuck up. Elon. Shout out Dave Chappelle Springfield. Number three. And we got to go through this pretty quickly because Carmen just took up some time. Number three is. Please. (laughs) Number (laughs) three. My number three show that came out this year is a limited series, Maniac, on Netflix. I couldn't get into that shit, and I hate uh, Emma Stone. Okay. So, funny. Great. I'm happy you brought that up. Um, I'm not a big fan of Jonah Hill, and I'm not a big fan of Emma Stone. Um, I have, like, two people that if they say, hey, this show's actually worth watching, check it out, I'll watch. And they both actually suggested Maniac. Um, aside from the fact that this doesn't look like the type of show I would watch, like, I'm not, like, if I'm watching, my reality TV, I like trashy, and my shows are, like, a little more with action. Maniac put me in another world that I didn't think I, like, it makes you think about your own life, and 
it makes you question things and makes you question the type of person you are kind of thing. Uh-huh. So the cool thing about Maniac that I that really drew me into this world was um, that both these characters are so deeply flawed, but they have their reasonings to be the reason that they are. Mm-hmm. So, like, Emma Stone... So, before I get into any of this, Jonah Hill and Emma Stone need to make money, or they want they need to make money, so they go into this experimental therapy kind of thing. Okay. And it's a bunch of different stages. Um, I don't know where you dropped off. You said episode three. For Maniac? Yeah. Oh, no. I made 30 seconds into that motherfucker and was oh. like, nope. <laughs> Got it. So what Maniac... Maniac is like in this futuristic kind of world where they have a pill for everything. And a pill? Did you say a pill for everything? Yeah, they have a pill for everything. And they're experimenting. Um, Matrix shit. Yeah, basically. And they're experimenting to help people with mental illness get over the thing that is stopping them to move forward. Oh, yeah. Watch this. And it's really good because the way that these (laughs) things go is that everything is so layered in the Uh sense that, like, um, Emma Stone is dealing with this huge traumatic thing that she feels like she caused. Uh Uh-huh. And Jonah Hill is dealing with this huge thing, this huge stressful thing that he has to deal, that he has to do. Uh huh. And it shows you how it affects them, and in every aspect of these fantasies that they go through, mm-hmm. how it's all connected, right? Um. And the thing is, is you know what's great about the show is that you know it's helps you realize that like you're not alone kind of thing and it's just like a beautiful so I'm gonna episode. watch it because I feel yeah. like I'm on this mental health kick and I, I might be able to relate to it it's cool because they do a bunch of different layers so like the first thing is like you can flip you like confront your issue right okay. is it like Black Mirror yeah it's oh my you know, god it's, I heard oh shit, it's, sorry it's like very that. similar to Black Mirror style okay. do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, in the yeah. sense that it's like weird it's and weird and it's, it's dark yeah, okay. and weird and it's not necessarily our world it's like a futuristic kind of world uh-huh. and it's just like a th- like you just get thrown into this world and you're like wow I, I hope for the best I like I, I want these characters to succeed and I'm sticking through it just for them despite not liking despite not liking them at all uh-huh. um, Emma Stone does a great job um, Emma Stone does a great job, but Jonah Hill, like I get lost in Jonah Hill's characters. Um, the real standout standout star is Ruth Langmore from Ozarks. I'm blanking Ooh. on her name, dude. First off, what I learned about Ruth, she Ruth is also the the girl that was on the Americans that was like the college student. That, oh, I didn't know she had more. Yeah, she plays white trash very well. Is she white she's, trash? She's in the from show? the Bronx. Nope. Nope, she's not white trash. No, I'm not saying oh, yeah, yeah. the actress, no, 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 but no. she plays white trash very well. Yeah, Is yeah. she white trash no, in the show? No. <gasps> so I'm definitely going to watch yeah, it because yeah. I want to see her play something different. Yeah. And Carmen, if you don't put the microphone on the table and stop making noises, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. What noise did I OJ make? OJ style. Copy it. What so, noise did I make? Wait, 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 wait. Before, 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 before we lose it. I just want to get a little back to Maniac, right? Um, the cool thing is, is that you, the cool thing about Maniac is that you see these characters in different scenarios each time, 
right? Uh-huh. And it's kind of like what their fantasy is at that moment, Bitch. what they're thinking about at that moment. And I just really think you need to give Maniac another try because, you know. I'm watching it yeah. because you told me the actress was in it. I'm going to try it out because so, I love relatable You don't situations. have time to watch TV, hence why you shouldn't uh, have been on the podcast to begin with. Well, you told me thing, to come, so here the thing, I am. The thing about, the thing about I that you. I just want to say about Maniac <laughs> is um, Ruth Langmore, the girl who plays that, I don't know. <laughs> is she Ruth Langmore on the Ozark. show? She's on Ozarks. Get oh no, no, act- she's not. She's not. She's not Ruth Langmore on the show. Get the actress's name. name. I, she deserves all the shine. Because you're she, saying Ruth Langmore, and I'm like, is it Jonah Hill? Is it who? Jonah Hill. If you Julia, sh- Julia, her name is Julia Garner. She's a fucking amazing actress. And if you like she her and you want to see her as an other thing as uh, as white other trash, than white trash, you should watch this because she is has- her hair curly. <laughs> so she's a she's an elf in one episode, and I was like, "Holy fucking uh, shit!" She talks like a normal person, not a southern trash. <laughs> in the second episode, uh-huh. and a little bit further down the line, I want to say about episode seven, what? Um, she this does a British accent that is so fucking good. But it also might be because Emma Stone's British accent is fucking trash. But she just well, plays characters really the well. The mouth is trash. Um, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill does a really great job. Justin Theroux is fucking fantastic mm-hmm. in it. Um, and then there's another woman that Post I'm liking. Jennifer Aniston divorce. Good for him. Sally Field <laughs> is a genius. I heard oh, Sally I Field. So she, she actually has a great character on this show. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say anything because yeah. I just want you to watch the show. But yeah, she, she I'm going to check it out. She kills it. So uh, that is my number three show. The reason why the show ranked so high for me was because I was so pleasantly surprised by the show. I legitimately watched the show not thinking anything. Like I was like, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm just gonna just give my friends some lip service that I at least tried to watch the show. Uh-huh. And after the second episode, I was like, Yeah, I'm in. Okay, I'm in. I'm, wow. I'm gonna check it I'm out. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Uh, and so- it's on Netflix, right? Yes. Okay. And it's limited series, so it concludes. Which I love. Which don't bring great. that shit back because Emma don't need any more money. Listen, <laughs> another Netflix show that I was pleasantly surprised by that I was not going to watch. Yeah. Number three. And a lot of people, well, if you know me, you know that I love space shit, except for Star Trek. I love Star Trek, but I have a thing I about Star Trek I and uh, what's this Star Wars? I'll never watch. I haven't seen any I'm Star Wars movies. I'm slowly getting into that. But like anything with astronauts, I think it's specifically astronauts. Do you like yeah. aliens though? Mm, I like aliens. You, do you like you like the exploration? I like the exploration. I think you should give Star Trek the TV show a try then. Yeah. Uh, the one that's on CBS All Access. Which is really good. Great lead character. She's a great, strong female. I heard about that, so I'm going to check that out. But the show that caught me by surprise and is my number three, if you haven't guessed by now, is Lost in Space. Mm. I. It kept popping up. Netflix kept saying, show you my like, show you my like. Yeah. I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I turned that thing on. I was hooked within the first two minutes. They literally took the exact same characters, the exact same storyline, and just made it relevant to 2018. Wow. Well executed. The character, like, great family. And what I liked about it was that, unlike Sabrina, where it was like, 
it, the only reason why Sabrina was good is because they took it to another dimension. They modernized it a little bit. They literally stuck with the formula of the original show. They just made it, they just updated it and redid the same thing. Could you just give me an example of how, like, because it's a futuristic show, like, how do they turn it to 20, like, make it? it Sorry, was that? It's hard. No, no, no. It's yeah, hard to explain because, like, when you have a show in the 60s, that's talking about the future. Yeah. And then you take that same show and it's set in 2018 and it's talking about the future. You're already dealing with an audience that has, so like in the 60s, they, they were very choice. limited yeah. with how they could show what the future would look like. Like they thought video messages, like a video right. phone wouldn't be a big deal. But we're like, all now. we're savvy and we've already seen the future and we're living kind of in the future, but we don't realize it's the future. And right. you know, you get what I'm saying? But like, it's not so much about the technology, it's about we know basic information about astronauts. So they stick to realness with that. But like, when the alien creature that protects the little boy, I'm really bad with names, mm -hmm. comes to play, it's realistic, it's believable. Wow. And like yeah. the situations that they're put in, like once you're in the, you understand the mm -hmm. stakes and they're on this other planet and why they're on the planet, yeah. it turns into like a family, I don't want to say it's a drama or a comedy, mm. but it's like a, it's a really good family show yeah. and you don't have a lot of those. Wow. And it's like, like a general, like mom, the dad. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to get through this. And there's, you know, lessons to be learned. And mm -hmm. the little boy, like nobody's listening to him, but he has all the ideas. And one of the greatest villains of all time on is on show. this show. Really? I forget her name. Oh. God damn it. I'm so unprepared. No, no, it's fine. She is the greatest villain of all time. And originally, on the the original show, this character, the villain, was played by a man. Oh, her? I think her name's like Parker Posey. Parker Posey, yes. Parker Posey. She's a she was a great actress when I was younger too. She was amazing in Best in Show. Yes. Uh, she was. She had some really. She was also in uh, Days of Confused and Scream Three. Sorry. Just. Great casting, great dialogue. Like, not it's an easy show to watch, but it's also very beautiful, very um, stylish, colorful, innovative. It's big budget. Is it my question about the show? Is 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 it like sometimes it feels like like Doctor Who? Do you watch Doctor Who? Do you know nah. anything about it? Um, I heard that Doctor Who's a woman now, and people are pissed off. No, I mean it's pretty good, but it's not. I mean, if you were to start, if you were to watch Doctor Who right now, it would be the perfect time to watch Doctor Who because there's no history; they're starting everything over, and it's uh, just okay. like she's. So you don't it's have like to. Like James come. Bond, Idris Yeah, that's that a, basically. That's a rumor. Um, uh, when movie. we get to my number one, we'll <laughs> talk about who should James Bond might should be. Ooh. But yeah, um, but to get to sorry. Um, when me when we're talking about Lost in Space, does it feel like because sometimes like when a show is too futuristic and too real, sometimes I cut budgets and it takes you out of it. No, nope. it's not like that. They it's got like, that money. It feels like a movie. Like every episode's it, a movie. That's the thing. Each episode feels like a movie that you could watch in a movie theater. Wow. Okay, wow. 
That's rare. Like, it's grand. That's yeah, so yeah. rare. That's, I, I always look for TV shows that takes me there. Like, can I watch this in a movie theater? It's grand. Wow. It looks uh-huh. expensive as fuck. Like, like Crown? Like, sometime, sometimes the... The Crown looks... No. Oh, like, sorry. the CW shows like Arrow and Flash. Do you know what I mean? I can't like, watch the CW shows like that because they look like, cheap. Che- <laughs> yeah, I mean, like cheesy and campy. And what's it called is not like that. Sabrina's not like that. But Sabrina doesn't look ne- cheap. And neither's Lost in Space. Lost in Space was pretty much at. It looked like a Star Trek movie. It looked like a Star I, Wars movie. I'm gonna put it up there with in- Interstellar. Like- really? I dead ass like a children's version of Interstellar. Oh wow! Wow! Like, wow, wow. If, if and it, is it? Is it? I know. I if you, it's got a villain. Is it like light though? The villain has a heart. But the villain is kind of fucked up. I don't want to ruin it, but don't it's like, it it's almost like the Joker. It's like you love the Joker. Yeah. And the Joker is, but the Joker is very necessary for Batman. Mm-hmm. So the villain. Batman here, wouldn't be as good without right. the Joker. And the Joker is nothing without Batman. Right. And the villain knows that Parker Posey knows that. Uh, there's a cameo. I don't know. I'm not. No, so no, no, my, no. can I just talk to you about Lost in Space for a second? Sure. My my relationship with Lost in Space uh-huh. is when for my bar mitzvah, my uncle got me a computer. Where you got circumcised? I was That's a brisk. A brisk. But yeah, I was sorry, I get I it turned confused. Into a man. What's the difference? Uh one thing happens at, at your birth and another thing happens when you're thirteen. But my relationship with <laughs> Lost in Space is I had the DVD with um what's the guy from Friends? Uh, Matthew Blank? Not Matthew Perry. Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc was in the Lost in Space movie, and I used to watch that. On That was the only DVD I had, and I used to watch that movie on repeat, and I just, like, did not like it, but it was the only DVD I had. So I would just watch <laughs> on repeat, and that's when I saw Lost in Space. I was like, I'm not going to do this to I myself. I remember those days of, like, you would get a new computer, and it would come with, like, a CD that you would watch. Yes. And it would be the only... And you'd watch yeah. it a lot. You install that you shit in your desktop. Because you download shit. Yeah. Right. Because we didn't have high-speed internet back in the day. <laughs> Everything was dial-up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was a big fan. I was uh, I was not a big fan of Lost in Space, the movie. But I, this sounds good. This sounds a lot better. It. This sounds a lot. No one's ever, You know what the thing is? Is that I saw a couple of Facebook statuses like, check out Lost in Space. But it's like random people from my life. Uh, and no one talked to me about it. Like I had no idea Parker Posey's on this show. She's so good. And I didn't know. Good. I didn't know that it had a fun. villain. You know what I mean? I didn't know. It's that a villain, so. and then she's doing like the shit keeps happening. Like it was very like when they sat down and they mapped out the characters and they did the casting and they drew up the storyboards and they plant like it. A lot of effort went into the. It's a big production. Without feeling like it, like it's a big production. You get what I'm saying? Like you're in the world. So, Carmen, I think you're done nope. with your list. Yeah, my list is over. Um, Sorry. So now we're getting to some of like pure fucking bops. Some real Fuego content right here. Fuego. Fuego. Like this, is, this, I'm, this I'm really excited to put my, like the next two I'm very excited to put my stamp of approval on. Um, my number two is Succession on HBO. Ah, really? Which I keep getting confused with trust. But why <laughs> Succession? Or wait, is Succession Brit- British people? No, 
Uh, I mean, like, I think somebody Brian- has a British accent. No, it's a family. And I also take this money and run this business. Come on, you can be an actor. You can't get the accent down. I used to be an actor. I was never an actor. So, but the thing about Charles, I mean, shut the fuck up. I don't have a BA. Go ahead, Elon. Brian Cox. Wait, I do have a BA. Theater. Brian Cox. So Brian Cox is actually, I think, from Scotland. On from the show, but he's American. It's in the American family. Okay. I think the equivalence to them is like, um, like the Murdochs, like Rupert Murdoch. Okay. Is like he's just got a bunch of things. He's got amusement parks. He's got TV stations. He's got gas. You know what I mean? Like he's got he's got that oil money. He's just a conglomerate. Uh, the best way of describing this show is that it is Arrested Development meets the Bernie Madoffs. Like, it is funny, smart, real, but it's not funny at the same time. Like, I would say it's like <laughs> the equivalent of The Sopranos, where it's, okay. it has its funny it has moments, its funny moments yeah. but it's not funny. Is it um, re- like real, like real life, real life? So, speaking of real... Um, it's probably the best writing on any show I've ever seen. Wow. Just on dialogue alone. Wow. Um, there's some times where I'm listening to the to the family to the brothers talk and the sisters talk and I'm like, is this improv? Cause it is so real. You know what I mean? Even though that these characters have had are like worth a billion dollar over a billion dollar each, they're still super relatable. Mm. And I think that's through the writing of this show. Okay. Like the things that they do in this show, like, so one of the brothers, he wants to be next in line. He wants to take over the family's company. You know what I mean? And he, he's driven and everything, right? But he has this flaw where he doesn't, he can't stick to his guns, right? Oh, you know, and that's real. <laughs> and he does. They do such a great job portray, uh, portraying that. Whether it's he stutters when he gets nervous. Where he goes to advice. It's just like everything is so good. And like I believe every character. I you see every character has their flaws. You see their flaws. It is like perfectly like there's no question about it. Like when they say things like when they say Ken Kendall is um when they say Kendall doesn't stick to his guns, you know, he can't run a business on his own, he's got his brain is in the clouds. The way that he portrays the character, you actually believe that. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like one brother isn't serious at all, right? And you see, like uh, that's that's a little bit easier to do. Do you right. know what I mean? But like it's just so the writing on this show. You're watching this show and you're like, you couldn't have written this. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. this is a real dialogue. Right. You know what I mean? Like sometimes like, when people are talking, it just feels fake on a scripted show. Right. It's not this way. Right. Also, they talk about like these high concept things of like corporate, uh, corporate takeovers, uh-huh. and they do it so like I'm not into that kind of stuff, but I get it. Do you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. the show does a great job explaining it to the point where it's like, oh wow, this makes a lot of sense. I hope this happens. Um, and you know, the show as it progresses. You're rooting for one kid to take over. You're rooting for the father. Like, you're just going through a list. You're going through a wave of things, right? And you don't know who... You don't know who the protagonist is. And you don't know who you're rooting for the most. 
and this show was you know this this sh- like HBO definitely I think has been slacking uh-huh. and I don't think it has like I mean I don't watch um, what's the Nicole Kidman Reese Witherspoon show uh, my mom binged it and said it was amazing. It was amazing. I just I never got into it, but like I just feel I, like you know what I couldn't get into it either. What's the name of that show, Carmen? Bro, a little lie, big little lies, big little lies. You're a woman. You should have known that, Carmen. Fuck. Dry. I just think like, I had two dry. shots. I was just like, <laughs> I you know like HBO. I just kind of think is slacking I since no watching uh, cable since uh, Game of Thrones. Like the uh, kind of things. You gotta Big Little Lies. I struggled to get into it, but once yeah. I was in it, I, I was still in it. So the issue, no, the issue with them that, that they have is that they build HBO builds these massive world. They spend so much time building this fucking world, and I just want to know. I I want to get into it. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? like, it's hard to get into the it. The Deuce feels the same way. The Deuce had the same issue. I'm not watching. Barry the had Barry had the same issue. It takes forever for it to get. I, oh God, I don't want to watch it, but I might. I but mean, I'm definitely going to check out Secession because you passionately I went off about it. I love the show. I, I can't stress enough. Like, you watch the show and you're like, wow, this is so good. Even though, like, I can't vision my... Like, I, I've never I've never been part of this upper 1%. Not even 1%. They're like 0.01% of uh-huh. the world. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. billionaires. Um, it, it's just so weird. And you're so conflicted because you're like, I really want this character. Or nope. Next week I'm this character. Like I want to be this character. I want this character to win. Do you know what I mean? And the show is just so good. Uh, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell are executive producers. Oh, right. so it's like pleasant. Like it, it's it's kind of like I also Big Ferrell. Short. It's like kind of like the Big Short. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it just does a great job. It's it's just so and the family dynamic is so good. Um, I I strongly suggest anyone watch this if you want it. And it's Family not- dynamic. I'm going to check it out. Succession. What? Succession. HBO. HBO. Yeah. Every episode's on HBO Go. HBO Go. Uh, the next show, my number two, which I think if you like spy thrillers, if you like uh the the whole catch me if you can type of show. Which is rare. We don't have a lot of shows like that. We don't. Um, and one of my things is that I've always had like a really negative stigma against British shows. Like going back to Carmen Loves the Office. Like I could, you could not pay yeah. me to sit in front of I the. I couldn't ver- watch the British. The version. British version. Oh, no. It's so annoying. Um, like Shameless. I accidentally watched the British version of Shameless. I was like, what the fuck? Like I, but I got into British shit after Orphan Black. And like BBC has been coming out with the mm-hmm. hits. My number two is Killing Eve. Oh, oh wow. Oh. Starring Sandra O, oh, who played Christina Yang in Grey's Anatomy. She left the show. She got offered so many roles. And she was good as she fuck. was rolling in so much money. Oh my she gosh. She said no, amazing. no, 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 no. And then the script came to her and she said yes. And I'm so glad she did. She is such a good actress. But it is bizarre and it is weird that she's in this universe. But it works. Wow. What I must say about Killing Eve that every person that speaks about it speaks about it passionately. And it is not a certain type of person. Do you know what I mean? 
like, I gotcha. It's not it's, a person that's into that genre. It's yeah, not. It's like different types it's, of people. It's different types of people. Like I have gay men telling me about it. I have straight white men. Why did you point at me when you said that? Oh, I was. I, I identify as homosexual. What's it? Cis males have been telling me to watch this show. <laughs> I'm a cis male. <laughs> I'm saying, cis, you told me to watch. You know what I mean? I put the Female, cis in sissy. Women watch. You know what I mean? Like every single <laughs> old, older people tell me to watch it. it. Younger people tell me to watch it. Like I just. You want to know like, why? It's because there are young people in this show. There are middle aged people in this show. There are older people in this show. There's dialogue. There's jokes. It. The fact that. She's she plays an American that's living in England, and they're traveling around Europe trying to catch this girl who's killing people for money. Oh shit! She's an assassin, not Central O. Um, Central O plays like a detective, but there's this assassin, and then plot twist. (sighs) Spoiler alert! They have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Don't spoil anything. I don't. Do you want to spoil it? I mean, no, if it's worth it, it's I'm worth it. Because I think the season two is coming. I mean, I are, you, are you going to watch it, Carmen? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm going to say I'm this without. Because, like, I think, like, if people I'm are listening say, to okay, it, don't they spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. But the relationship of uh, Sandra O's character to this assassin, it changes in a way that is so funny. Wow, so it's like the way you describe it. Reminds it reminds me almost of my relationship with my husband a little bit. Okay. It's like we hated each other and then we... You can't live without them. Batman and Joker? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Leave it at that. The yeah. yin to the yang. Yeah. Like, it's almost that discovery of I don't exist unless you do. Okay. Mm. Okay. And then they both try to get out of that scenario yeah. but then it's like they keep having to save each other's asses it's amazing wow. that's cute wow wow, like wow, that. wow 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 so i'm not gonna say anything else because yeah, yeah. honestly my explanation doesn't do it justice it's beautifully shot the the scenery is amazing but the the, the situations that these two characters are put in and then like the plot twists uh-huh. of the people that are in charge of these two people amazing 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 Sandra O oh should have won that award. I don't know who won it, but well, I, I'm almost positive she might have won that award. Hold on. I don't think she won. No, she she was the first um, Asian actress to be nominated in that category. I think she's the first Asian actress to win. Please make sure because she was, she was that definitely show, nominated though? for Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, of course for Grey's Anatomy, but was but she, she nominated no, for that show? She was nominated as a supporting actress for Grey's Anatomy. This was the first time an Asian woman got nominated for a lead actress for an Emmy. I don't think she won. Lead, uh, who won? Elon's looking it up really quick. I'm looking it up really quick. Um, outstanding actress. Oh shit. Uh, oh, Claire Foy uh, from The Crown. Which she, Claire Foy deserved that. That's that's a shame. I mean, there's like, I mean, Kerry Russell was in this category. Give her another season. I mean, I mean, I actually kind of think. I mean, Claire. She's gonna get the it. The Americans she's can't get it. Killing season. Eve. I'm assuming that's why, because I'm assuming there's it's a season new. two. There's a second season, because so she's new. gonna get it. But um, yeah, Claire Ford earned that. So I'm not gonna take that away from her. 
because uh, it's it's like really hard. I mean, I have some issues with the Emmys. Like, I don't. I think Brian Tyree Henry should have won Best Supporting Actor. No, um, okay. Uh, I'm just super biased. All right. So we're getting to the number ones. And our number ones are the same. No. Oh no. Oh, no. oh look no. at his face. Oh, Hell the no. wrinkles are. Uneven. Oh, first of all, Thanks bitch ain't got wrinkles. Well, what is that? And I'm looking at a furrowed brow. Dumbass. Oh, you got some shit above your brow, bro. So the only show that I strongly suggest anyone watch right now. Karma's mic is off. Uh, <laughs> the one thing. I is, don't care. The excuse me, please. This is my seat. Um, <laughs> I'm about to talk about the best show of 2018. Um, that th- the best freshman show. Best of- freshman show. That means that the pilot aired in 2018. Yes. The best show. Best Go. show. Pilot aired in 2018. Um, I think I have. I've seen things similar to this. I've just never seen anything to this nature done so fucking well. I don't know what it is. It is. I'm leading into it. I'm like building up to it. I feel yeah. like you told me earlier. Yeah, yeah. But I he forgot. Did. Great, I fantastic, fantastic. This show, when I suggested, I suggested someone to watch Maniac, and they're like, "I'm about to watch it." I said, "Stop what you're doing. Watch this show instead." It is Bodyguard on Netflix. The, whoa! It we is, talked about that as being good, but that's your number one. It is the that's all best he was talking about since he show. I have seen it's the best freshman show and might actually be the best show I saw in 2018 because I'm trying to think like honestly like I think Ozark's season two was amazing it was and I think so was Atlanta season two it was I the emotions that I felt while watching Bodyguard are out of this world out of this I'm world, it's too. not going to get canceled. And I'll tell no, no, you, no, no, I'll no. read you she some said, of because you're a cancer. cancer. I got oh, a lot you, of emotions you. at one time. She slurs oh, oh, her words when it. she's had her fourth drink. I just want to say some stats. I just want to say have, one important have, stat I have, I have, about go for um, Bodyguard. Forty percent of the UK watched the show while it was live. Like, I mean, yes, there's not as many people. In no, the but States. that's major. That's, that's like almost half of the show. fucking country. Al- almost half of this country was enthralled by the show. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about so it. So this was their scandal. I guess so. Yeah. This show is... I- I've only watched two, three episodes of it. I'm hooked, but it's one of those shows where I really need to make time to yeah. actually watch it. Like, I can't do other it's, shit with it. But I feel like the show does what Scandal should have done. Okay. So, that was what, I, what another amazing thing about the show is that you don't see a lot in, especially in the other show that I mentioned, number two in succession, is there are a lot of women in power in the show. There's a I, lot. I of made women a joke about that with, when I was watching it with my yeah. husband. I was like, "There's a lot of women." There's a lot of women in bossing. power. Yeah, there was a woman at the SWAT team yeah. and the prime minister woman and his boss. And yeah, I'm just his like, boss, the person he leads. You know what I mean? He's saying mom to a lot of women. I'm like, wow. I made a joke about that, but yeah, I thought I was the only person that noticed but that. But what's your impression of that as a man with this whole new movement that women are doing? Like. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. It is. It is. Does it take away to a certain degree or no? The only thing. The only thing about the show that it kind that women in power is is the way that they all pronounce ma'am. It's mum. It's mum. 
right? So you're watching <laughs> it and you're like, whoa, is he call it? Is that his mom at first? That could actually you know I mean? play into a theme of yeah. it. I don't know. I need to finish the season. So I don't spoil strong, anything. I'm not going to spoil anything. But I, I, I can't know. believe that's your number one. So the thing about this show is, <laughs> is it starts off. I'm going to talk about the pilot episode. It starts off and you're already thrown into this world. Wow. Oh, yeah. You know immediately. I mean? Immediately. Immediately thrown into this world. Immediately. There's no, there's no spoiling because this happens in the first 20 minutes. Right. You meet this guy, Rob Stark, Richard Madden. Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. And I think his name's Richard Madden in real life. You get thrown in. This family guy is on the train and he notices something suspicious. Right? And he's a cop. He fought in a war. You know what I mean? He notices something suspicious. He goes in. Watch it, Elon. Don't spoil. I'm not, no, I mean, this first 20 minutes and this lead, this is the beginning of the episode. But even that, he th- it's, uh, you can't, no, you got be it. limited in your details because okay. that's part of how you get yes. hooked into got the it. show. So and if you details. already, and if you already know what I'm happens within those first 20 yeah, yeah. minutes, it's not, you're not going to be attached to the show. Got it. Okay, great. Um, I'm just gonna say that this show starts the fuck it up. Start, it starts. Okay. It throws it, you into the fire. Yeah. It's like not, right no, away. There's no build up. There's no nope. world building. You you see this character and it goes right into this world and you are in it. And the you know way I mean? they do it, it's like oh shit. And then you learn about you. I'm only three episodes in, but it's like you don't know what his fucking motives are, yeah. and everything keeps changing, and you really don't know who to fucking trust. There's a lot of wow. discussion. There's a lot of discussion as like as you go later. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? And there's a lot of things that is open to interpretation. But what I must say, this show has one of the greatest episodes I've seen in a long time. Which number? I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it because I don't want anyone knowing it. Thank you. I don't okay. want no. I don't want. I don't want you going in waiting for this to happen. Do you're you know looking I mean? for it while you're while you're looking it. for it while you're watching. I want every person to watch this as I watch this because I had no idea what was happening. Hey, but you were about to spoil the first 20 minutes. Like it was I, nothing. Can he learn? No, 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 no. That's no. Spoiling the first 20 minutes means nothing. Do no, you know I mean? the 20 for for how I get. The, I don't the reason think, I why don't think ruining the first twenty minutes. No, 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 because I the reason why I got because one of my favorite shows of all time is Handmaid's Tale, and how I got into the Handmaid's Tale yeah. it was the same thing. I was just thrown right into yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Like literally, and Hulu had me. I was like, after I watched, I was like, Hulu got me fucked up. First of all, yeah, because I was watching like the view or some uh-huh. shit like a talk show yeah, yeah. and then you know how it auto plays into the next thing oh, you got next morning. thing i know this woman's running for her life and she they take the child and she's in a dungeon and they hurting her stuff like that like it happened within like yeah. the first 10 minutes like, oh my god oh my god this is how i felt watching the first episode of bodyguard bodyguard it is it is and you know he is such he this uh richard madden He's doing extraordinary things, you know what I mean? And he's not, he's a likable guy. Like the way that he talks to people, you know what I mean? He's yeah, like, you he's know what I mean? He's very caring. very caring, you know what I mean? Especially for such a. But he has a tick, you don't know he when has, he's gonna go off. And he's a bomb. And it's amazing. And I just yeah. actually put that he's two the- and two together is that he's a bomb himself. And you're just watching for this whole thing. And yeah. And it is yeah. just so good. There's uh-huh. so many things great about this show. So um, this is the guy that you think should be James Bond. Yeah. So I I was all about Idris Elba being James Bond. 
I think I think Richard. Well, let me let me watch the show first. Let me watch finish watching the show. But as of now, I'm not impressed with him as James Bond. I think you know. At first, when I was watching the show, I was like, "Oh, he's just he's just he feels like a soldier." No, Do you know what I mean? But like, here's the thing about James Bond. Mom, James Bond is like literally a sexist, chauvinist pig, and he's the exact opposite. He does the things that like. So why I, would you want this actor to play that role to bring what he brought to Bodyguard into James Bond? Do you know? Okay, what I mean? let me the finish way, watching the, it. The way the way that like you know the way that he deals with people. He's not. He's not like. You know, it's like, hey, I'm here with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no one else here. You're safe with me. Like, he's just a caring person. You're safe, but it's like, are you really safe? Are you really but safe? But I second but like, that. I kind of feel safe with him, though. It Do you know wasn't what I mean? you, on you my safe with him. list because uh, I haven't finished it. Um, and but it's it's funny because I put Sabrina on my list. And I haven't finished it, but for me, I was so shocked by how good Sabrina was that I had to put it on my list. Um, but wow, Bodyguards are number one. Bodyguard is honestly, if I had finished it, I'm pretty sure it would have been on my list. There's, there's very few moments. There's very few television shows that I could just watch one episode. Do you know what I mean? Game uh. of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards was one of the greatest episodes of television I've ever seen. Like, oh, I know, that shit, that fight? I was like, what the hell? I know exactly where I was, what day, like, what was happening in the world when that happened. I know exactly <laughs> where I was when this episode of Bodyguard was on. Do you okay. know what I mean? It All was right. so amazing. And it, the show, I cannot express, like, you know, the pacing of the show is also out of this world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It goes... There's something to talk about in every episode. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's action. There's drama. There's, there's suspense. Talk, there's suspense. But not, there's like, but not the corny suspense. It's that teetering. Because they play this weird, yeah. like, ambient drone music. Oh, the music in Succession is really good, by the way. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. And you don't know yeah. if something bad is going to happen at any point. There is... Like, you're on edge most of the time when you watch. It's, it's a, it is a beautifully done show. I Like, you're just sitting there watching, and then the way that they go about the best episode, and the way that they have you sitting there watching. Do you oh, know I got to I mean? get to this episode. It is like... I'm about oh to watch this. Oh my god! Just be late it is. To work. I like just just sit there, and then the episode, and then it's done. Do you know? Like you know when when it's when when they when you move on, you're like, wow! I can't believe I just watched this. Do you know what I mean? Damn. Like it is. It is so good. It is so powerful. There's there's things that like you know they they're not like overly putting a message. One of the things about it is it's very similar to what happened to. With the Patriot Act, right? You know what I mean. People are in such an uproar uh -huh. about such a uh, such an, ex ex an intrusive kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The it it, it doesn't feel. F it, it just is such a good show. Like I can't explain. Like everything is very clear. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And it's it's about and and yet at the same point nothing is clear because you're still guessing 
what's happening. Yeah. Who's, mm. Whose side is who on? Do you know uh, what I mean? Wow. But they just do everything so well. It just felt... 40% of a country watched, watched the, watching this show. And there's only six episodes of this show. Do you know oh, what I wow. mean? And I just want you to know, in 20 minutes of the first episode, you're like, wow, of course... There's 40, only six episodes? There's only six episodes. Sorry, I think I know which episode you're talking about then. Because, fun story, uh, me and my husband were watching it, and then we started fooling around, and then my husband stopped and was like, wait, we gotta, we should be watching the show. Oh, shit. No, <laughs> it's not that episode. Really? No, it's not that episode. The okay. fact that this show can do it's, that to a motherfucker. I know what you're talking about, because I know where you are in the episode. I know where, how He's far like, you quit. are. No, we really should start watching no, no, this no, 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 show. No. That was one of, that was an amazing scene. That was an amazing scene, and the way he acted in that episode, the way that he was caring, do you know what I mean? There's so much crazy shit going on, I felt safe with him. Do you know what I mean? Damn. He did a great job. You know what I mean? He, he Elon, played he Please played speak one, at my funeral. Got you, sorry. He, <laughs> speaking, speaking of funerals, one of the greatest moments, <laughs> one, of the, one of the greatest moments in Ozarks was the eulogy scene. Yeah, with the I, little boy. With I think that's yeah. the best kid actor He's that I've seen very in a talented. while. Very talented actor. I legitimately had to take a step back and was like, "Hold up, don't we're, cry." We're, we'll do yeah, a we'll I, do a, a episode about Ozarks. Not I, Ozarks, yeah. but like <laughs> child actors that oh. are, make oh, shows yeah, great. Okay, we gotta wrap this up. My number one show, which some of you are gonna be like, "Really?" and some of you are like, mm, "Okay." Pose on FX. Oh. Really? Oh, yeah. The FX just kills it with these timepieces. Carmen, really? give me your thoughts on that. Why did you think oh. that that's my number one <laughs> show for 2018, premiering in 2018? I'm actually not surprised. I actually because I'm about to give you give it to you, but I want to no, know. No, I, I want you to give it to me. No, I just it just didn't seem I'm like gay, that so was your. It to that's the thing. Is it's like. You're a gay. You're, you're gay, but no. It's I not made like, a innuendo. You said give it to me, and I was like, I'm not going to because. <laughs> but at the same time, that show. Me. I mean, that show itself. I like when I first saw it, I was just kind of like, uh, okay. I didn't hear that many great reviews about it. Well, I heard, but um, I didn't. But I didn't think it was your thing to even embrace or watch. Yeah, I just feel like you're just kind of like chill with your shit. Like, what is that? You think because of the type of gay men I am, I would that dictates what type of gay shows I watch? You wouldn't be about the It's not about what dictates it. It just seemed like that was your shit. Period. No. That's Quentin. Um, well, first of all, um, I'm watching the show as a person that values the medium of TV as a creative outlet. Um, okay. Some people go to the museum. Some people read books. I watch television. I like all types of shows. Um, am that? I obsessed Respect. with the ballroom scene? No. Okay. Um, I don't know much about it. Um, I am fascinated by the trans community. Okay. Um, I don't. I'm not really heavily involved with the trans community. I want to eventually get into some volunteer work because I do think they are underserviced group Absolutely. in America Absolutely. and what happens to them on a daily basis and the murder rate of black trans women or is suicide is disgustingly high and we never talk about it and even within the gay community um, trans people are treated like shit yeah trans people I mean even in New York 
you know, it's very heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's um, kind of funny to see that nothing's changed when since the 80s. Right, since the no, 80s, right. 70s, even going but back. Cause we got Netflix specials about We this have show. a show called RuPaul's Drag Race. We even have a RuPaul, documentary on Netflix about that, though, too. And RuPaul makes a lot of transphobic comments, and it's just shocking but to me because... I mean, I don't think he realizes that they're transphobic, but I think he's fighting to protect the definition of what drag is. Yeah, I think we're talking about the same comment where he thought it was an unfair advantage to be... I mean, he's made multiple comments, so I don't want to just summarize it to one because I'm going to say that he's made a lot of instances of transphobic comments that don't make a lot of sense to me. Um, Also, I think that... uh, He's a bit sexist and needs to let fem- like bio queens on the show. Um, I do know female drag queens that imp- dress up like women, mm-hmm. but they're biologically female. Okay. I think they need to be included in RuPaul's Drag Race as well. Okay. But with all that said or whatever, I love this show because the actresses are trans. These aren't women. All of them People are. Are These aren't cis women playing transgender. These aren't cis men playing transgender women. These are trans women who He's have People are being represented. their asses off mm-hmm. to get to this show. And what I love about it is that the first two episodes, the first episode, the acting is terrible. Yeah. That the was... acting is so... So bad in the first episode. D- if Darrell was here, he would tell you. Because <laughs> he act- watches that shit. Yeah. Darrell loves it. It's terrible. But as each episode goes, mm-hmm. you can tell that Ryan Murphy made sure that they took an acting class by na- season That they now. were getting. They had a coach. Represented. That they were, they were getting. Because. Here's the thing about acting. If you don't get parts, if you don't get roles, if you don't get experience, you're not going to grow as an actor. Yeah. There's only so many times you could play uh, a drug prostitute dealer, in a, a, uh, SU, a Law & Order SVU. Yeah. You know? Like, when you talk about, like, you know, people winning awards because they played a transgendered character, like... Jeffrey Tabor. In transparent, but even Scarlett Johansson, she was going to play a trans man, and they were like, "No, fuck that! Hire a trans actor to do it." Like they're not even being approached to, not they're not even given the opportunity to play these fucking roles. So you have that respect, but the costumes, the stories, the character development, the the campaign, the unapologeticness of it, like. There are gay people that don't even like the show because there's trans people in it. Wow. That's crazy as hell. And the fact... You wouldn't even expect that, though, but... And the story of, like, oh, I've been kicked out of my house, so I'm building my own house, and I'm going to mentor these fellow trans and cis gay people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mentor them. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then they, they deal with the AIDS epidemic. And then there's one guy that falls in love with... He, he's sexually attracted yeah. to transgender... Actually, there's two 
straight men that are sexually attracted to transgendered women. Wow. And then there's one man that's like, I am in love with you, but if you have the surgery, I I won't I'm I won't be into it. I need you to have that extra Damn. part. Damn. It goes up. that deep. There's a woman that's getting cheated on because her man has fallen in love with a transgender woman. And then the transgender woman realizes that, hey, I'm not a fetish, so you're going to have to go back to your wife. It's so It's good. real. It's real. It's so good. So if you like Scandal, if you like those type of dramas, like, yeah. give it two episodes to get into it. Because yeah, the one first right. episode is it's good. The acting's terrible, but it's fun. But once you get into the characters and their storylines, yeah. it's so good. And that's my number one is show. That, that's the key to shows. So the show, right, aside from you being very into learning more about this kind of thing would you have watched it otherwise do you know what i mean like because you're very like this is a subject you're really into do you know what i mean if you weren't into i'm not it, but i'm not right. really into the ballroom scene and no, i'm not but you're like it's represent like story yourself. you know what i mean like if you're if it's an asian role it should be played by an, like you're very oh uh, you know I mean? yeah because like, is, is part that- of the reason oh that's such a good point let me look at my list because part of the reason why i got into killing eve is yeah. because high hashtag higher asian actors yeah yeah um, Pose, yes. Sabrina, women. No, women. The assassination of Versace, gay. But the main character, I think mm. the guy who plays Andrew Cuomo is not mm. gay. No, he's not gay, yeah, but like yeah, yeah. the the Versace yeah, yeah, yeah. is gay and it dealt with that. And then even with um, Lost in uh, space. space, Lost in Space, the fact that the villain was a woman, yeah, yeah. they turned that into a woman. That. That enticed yeah. me. So all my shows have uh, a thing about representation that I like. Um, if I wasn't into representation, would I be into Pose? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I like, don't know. I love like representation. It's a, a culturally yeah. important show. I I love representation. Yeah. It it's a it's a cultural yeah. moment. It was a defining moment in television history. Like not like you know not to take away from Orange is the New Black, right? Do you know what I mean? It was that times 10 because you have the trans actresses featured right. in the show, but it's one trans actri- actress. This motherfucker, Ryan Murphy, was like, nah, I, I need eight of them bitches. A whole show. It's, it's intense. It is intense, and I think it just takes... It is, I think it depends on where you are in life, where you are with your mindset to... To even, you know, want to learn more about it and watch it even more or just be like, because I know I was indifferent at first, but I'm but curious. But here's the thing. The fact that they're trans shouldn't have any factor in you deciding whether or not to watch it. I mean, that's your take on it because because that's where your mindset is. But if other people's mindsets are not there, you know, they it's it, it just the idea of this show. This is a brand. This is like probably the first show that has that kind of cast in it. It's like everybody's not going to be receptive of that. So it's like because of that, it's like how, how does one embrace that and want to learn more or educate themselves on that? By watching the show. I know, but if what if they what if it's like it's the first show is like that? It's like okay, wait. I like the show because it's a big fuck you to the haters. Okay. It's like we're gonna do this. Okay. And that's why I love it. It wasn't Good just it. one trans. He 
it's five of them bitches. Hey. I'm gonna watch it. Again. But I mean, it? if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, if you like the, the ballroom scene and you like But there are people who are into uh, RuPaul's show, but they do not like that pose. They do not like that show. Fuck them. I mean, fuck them is whatever, but it's just like, that's just... Some people like competition. <laughs> what does that mean? RuPaul's, I mean, they like RuPaul's Drag Race, but they don't like Pose. You know what I mean? It's a, it's TV a show based reality. on the reality show. I mean, people... I mean, RuPaul's Drag Race is a game show. Yeah. So, it's I mean, competition it's still, it's still reality. A it's a competition show. Right. But... No, this, some people love competition. So. I, pe- I, think, I think some people just want too much in a show. <sighs> All right. Well, we spoke a long time. <laughs> that reaction from both of y'all was unnecessary. But, uh... We were supposed to have four people on, but I think it's probably good that we didn't have four people on. But um, it would have been too damn long to about five. Uh, we had picks. Maggie was supposed three. to join us, but uh, before we go, <laughs> I'm about to call her. You go. I'm calling her. She better pick up the phone. What if she picks up and she's at the club? Like, hi, that, can you hear address. you? Call you back. Hello. Maggie. Hey, Maggie. Hello. How are you, dream humans? We're we're good. How are you? So you were on your way to the studio, and then you got hit by a uh, a bike? By a bike, <laughs> because I'm an idiot, and I'm a new New Yorker, and I'm just not used to all this nonsense, and I was checking my phone and not watching it. There's a little bicycle path. And that's what happened. Oh, so my gosh. I, wow. I know. I, I stumbled back. A cute little pedestrian with his cute little glasses picked me up. And will never be able to fall in love now because he'll only think of me as the girl that got hit by the bike. So that's my thing <laughs> in life. All right. Well, there was one show that you wanted to talk about, but... We're at the end of the podcast, so I'm gonna need you to talk first. Give us the show, and then say your statement about it. Okay, the show is "This Is Us," and it is mm. fire, trash, garbage, juice. It is a terrible show. It's a terrible show, and all of America or whoever's listening to the podcast will probably hate me for that statement because lots of folks like it, but it's a terrible show. What? You hate This Is Us. Why? Why do you hate This Is Us for everyone who loves it? Oh, no. I'm alienating my new friends. Um, <laughs> I hate it. Well, I will say this. There are elements of it that, you know, really strike a chord because there's a sweetness to some of it. But it cannot mask the nonsense of Mandy Moore's acting. Let's all face it. Oh, my Sterling God. K. Brown deserves better than her as an adopted parent. <laughs> And also, <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I really hate, um, I hate that they don't get much to um, uh, the fat sister. Like, as, as a chunky woman myself, I just feel like you, you got to give the fat bitch a better storyline. and got to give the fat bitch life. a better storyline. You just mm-hmm. have to. You just have to. Like, she should just be able to exist and her existence not wrapped up in every storyline about her being a fat bitch so yeah Damn, you big angry all right facts i feel that okay well respect we okay well so we're sad that you weren't here but you're definitely gonna be I know. you're on the show maggie just know that we're still recording and you're on the show yeah oh okay so you're okay. on this episode okay. but we need to have you in the studio to record so stop oh, getting so, hit by so cars great. and bikes 
I know. Uh, that's the plan. I'm going to say cars. I haven't been hit by a car yet. Don't put that in the universe. Oh, I won't do so. that. <laughs> um, no, I'm so excited. I've listened to some episodes, and you guys are just fun and delightful folks. I cannot wait. I can't wait either. Can't wait either. Elon. Did you guys have a good either, one tonight? Yeah. I was gonna... <laughs> we did. Wait, Maggie, what? Did you guys have a good show tonight? Did you get a good list of like TV shows to recommend? Yeah. You got to listen to the episode, and then you're going to listen to yourself at the end of it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So uh, we will see you in the studio. We're going to wrap yeah. this up. Elon. Bye, Maggie. Any um, final words? No, because it's super late right now. Same it's here. super late. It's super the late. Super here. Like we could have recorded two podcasts. We could have. Whoa! Don't do that. Don't do that. It was an accident. What did, an accident. Curry, what did you do? Trying to rip my trying I'll, to rip my bracelet off. I did not try to rip his bracelet off. Carmen, you're Carmen, so you're violent planet. after you Carmen. drink. <laughs> you you sure you're not wicking Carmen? Oh Everyone, <laughs> Sabrina. Everybody, everybody who's listening to the podcast said I should drink more. So I'm doing that. Nobody told you that. If you like this podcast, please share it and subscribe it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Amazon Alexa. Just download the Nobody Dances Here skill and say, Alexa, play Nobody Dances Here, and the latest episode will play. And for more information, please visit our site. Oh, I, if, oh my gosh, I have an Alexa in my studio and I just tried to do the outro and then Alexa started talking to me and it freaked me out. Anyway, if you have a question, just call Nobody Dances here at Nobody4747. We're out this bitch. Alexa, stop.